Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the For the Girl podcast. We're coming at you midweek to recap the 2019 Delight Leadership Conference. The Delight Conference is a once a year event where we invite all of our leaders from across the country to come to Nashville for two days of training, encouragement, worship. It's an amazing, amazing experience. And we can't wait to share with you everything that God did through this year's conference. Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready because this is for you. Hey, everybody. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. We are bringing you a podcast party today. It is a party. We have two of the most special guests that we could ever. I don't know how we got them on the podcast, guys. Guys, I don't know. We had to reach out to so many people. They weren't responding to our emails. And finally, Finally, they said yes. Today on the podcast, we have Bryson and Satariano. Ma- Satariano. <laughs> and Megan Miller. Megan Miller. Megan was on the podcast a few. I'm back. <laughs> this this actually, actually, Megan, I don't know if your episodes come out yet. So to be continued. To be continued. Oh, but this is exciting. This is exciting. You're getting a little sneak peek. But they both work for Delight. Megan is our operations manager. Bryson. I always forget your title, Bryson. Chapter development manager. Wow. She really develops our chapters. Um, Okay. So can you guys please both, we want to just hear from you a little bit before we jump into this. Can so you both say your favorite thing about us? (laughs) Where do I even start with these bosses of mine? Oh, wow. No, no, no. Actually... What's a good I'm question? I'm kind of curious. You want to know? Yeah. All right. Let's go for no. it. No. Okay. How about high and low about us? Oh, that's good. That's a great no. way to start the day. No. <laughs> high and low about us as a pair. Like, okay. As a pair. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's okay. We can be a little vulnerable We want them here. to know. Hi. Hi. Here we go. You are super open to feedback and making improvements low thank you when those feedback and improvements this is the story i'm thinking when i said we should get a tour manager for for the girl and you're like oh we do all that ourselves we don't need a manager (laughs) sometimes maybe a little prideful we're prideful Um, not in we're in like in your independence in your like we don't need no man like yeah and we're proud of our partnership so we're like we do everything. Well, and I like to lift heavy things. Oh, yeah. And so my gosh. It's that is so strong. Yeah, if we had a tour yeah. manager, I wouldn't get it to would do take that. all the glory. Yeah. That's it okay. would. That's true. The Most pride is stemmed in carrying those boxes. Oh, Bryson, wow. did you agree with us or do you have something different? Okay, I have something different. Okay, let's um, hear it. High is, it's kind of, my high is also kind of low. So okay. when you guys are <laughs> oh. together, like, it's really fun. It's really high energy. Like, you, you know, you guys bring the party, you bring the fun. But also, like, the low is, like, it can get a little scary sometimes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> really? What like, do you mean? Like, sometimes they're just, they get pretty intense, and then I'm like, oh, oh. we know yeah, what she means. We do. Yeah. Well, we kind of are like, 
we can get both of each other hype. And so I'll yeah. just be like, Ken, you won't, you won't. Let's do it. Come on, come on, let's do it. And she's like, okay. Yeah. And so we do weird things together. But I know then, you want to tell the story. Go ahead. Tell the story. Wait, really? Yep. Exactly whatever. What you're thinking. Guys, what you're story? not prepared. I'm not Ken's prepared. is going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, with that. Oh, I'm with. This might get edited. Go no, laxatives. It all comes out on the podcast. Laxatives. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see Ken's Ken's Laxative. Okay. Okay. So Kins was struggling a couple weeks ago <laughs> and she struggling. was like, okay, gotta run to Kroger across the street, get a laxative. And um, Mac, I honestly don't know what happened. It, it was, was like something overtook her it body was and she was meeting. like, yeah, let's all take laxatives. Let's all take a laxative together. <laughs> and Megan and I are like, I was like no. weirded out. I was don't like, why pressure, are you wanting guys. to? This is like this is what I'm talking about. Like Mac, Mac like got on another it. level and was like so set on us all. Like team they bonding, taking a laxative. <laughs> no, not a good idea ever. I don't we know. Won't say who. But ended the up best taking idea. Didn't. But there good. was a lot of hype in the office. We were. Yeah, it was. It was. Honestly, they laxative a is a little. Too. It's a little disappointing. We were expecting like yeah, team we meeting were. to become like a disaster. <laughs> yeah, like immediate. You have to run to the bathroom, but <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, that was the worst part, honestly. I thought that I was going to get to see, like, the benefit of, like, them suffering through it. And we didn't. Okay, guys, we should move past this conversation because, you know. They're scarred for life, honestly. Okay. Okay, but why are we here today, Kenz? What are we talking about? We are here to talk about our leadership conference that just happened, like, a couple days ago. Hence, all of our raspy, cool voices. <laughs> hey. I don't know that I really do, but I wish I did. But anyways, <laughs> our leadership conference happened just recently. We had about 350 of our delight leaders in town in Nashville. We met at this beautiful, cool venue and just got to worship the Lord. We got to... Um, learn how to make a bigger impact on our college campuses. We got to hear from some awesome speakers, had some awesome workshops, and honestly, just a lot of fun. So we just want to tell you some of our favorite moments um, from our perspectives, what the behind the scenes look like to all the things all around. Yeah, and before we jump into that, it is time for everybody's favorite segment where we get to make fun of us. Mac and Ken's us up. Did we just do the voice ourselves? <laughs> we did. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we were trying to see, think, you know, what was our biggest mess up for the conference? this one, honestly. And this is a good one. This is a good one. Meg and Bryson jump in and fill in details. Okay, so basically, throughout conference, we had game time, where three times our conference, we did these like ridiculous games, like we played the game Taste Buds, where we like made girls eat random gross foods, like they had to stick their face in a plate of mustard, it was disgusting. Um, we played Family Feud, and then on the last day, because of delight, you know, we're all about donuts, we did a donut eating contest, and... Two girls got up there. They faced off. They ate donuts. How many donuts could they eat in 90 seconds? And like it took no time at all. It was funny. And so Ken's and I are in the back of the room and we try to tell the game host, do, do another round. Again. Yeah, do it do again. Do it again. Do it again. And then I was sitting back there and I was like, it'd be funny if Ken's had to go do it. So I started the chant, <laughs> Ken's, 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 Ken's. <laughs> I didn't realize you started I started that. this chant because wow. I was like, it'd be funny. And Ken's is in the back of the room. The whole 
conference is chanting her name. And what? 350 people. Yeah. No, and I literally couldn't do it, you guys. Like, the only thing going through my head was just like, I'm gonna about to have to eat like four donuts. Like, that's like honestly one of my worst nightmares. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was just dying. I was like, I'm gonna feel sick. Like, I hate this. I thought it was the chant was just gonna pass. But I mean, it, it chanted, I mean, they went on for like 15 seconds and it was Ugh. getting awkward because they're all looking at the back of the room at <laughs> Ken's and I'm standing back there and she's not doing it. She's not doing it. She's not doing it. So I was like, I'll do it. And I like ran forward <laughs> and, like, and of course oh, get a round no. of applause and oh, cheers yeah. from the whole room. Everybody's like, Mac, Mac was Mac. the hero. This is my um. favorite part of the story because so <laughs> Megan and I were standing on stage because we were about to do some announcements and I watched this happen. See Matt coming <laughs> up. Everyone's worst. getting so hype. I say, Ken's is going to get she FOMO and think, I don't want everyone to think Mac is cooler than me. So she's about <laughs> to run on stage. And, and she, did. she did. I mean, there was no other option. I just she couldn't ran. sit back down. By the time it I turned around, here she comes. And I was like, oh, now <laughs> you come on stage. Of course. And for a second, I didn't think there was going to be room for us at the table because there was like already two girls up there. So we had to yeah. like maneuver. It was maneuver two against things. two. Ken's and I against these two girls. And they crushed us. I mean, they were <laughs> amazing. I wish I faked it more, honestly, but. We ate you them. won in eye contact. Yeah. You were staring your you, opponent down like I there mean, was no tomorrow. So. I was just like looking at her thinking, like, do you like this? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, I was just like in another headspace. I just couldn't. I was in denial. It Matt was kept sad. walking to the side, like trying to like I breathe and I focus. Was. I would stuff a whole donut in my mouth. And then oh the process gosh. of trying to like swallow that is really hard. But the worst. And the girl told us to dip them in water. Oh, I and did that. And that made it hard i didn't I I, that doesn't work on these kind them. of donuts it, oh it was awful they were like soggy i mean nightmare but anyways i you guys just like couldn't get out of this like i it was the honestly the worst because I, the whole conference i was in like the best mindset like super like ready to go like could have like i was just like really in the spirit that killed the mood like <laughs> i cannot tell you how much it shifted my attitude to the point that like going into the final night I was like I like need prayer because <laughs> if I don't I'm about to like screw this whole thing up so I pull Mac behind the scenes and I'm like get in the room and I'm like should I bring this up I'm like should I bring it up to Mac like she's ready to like speak she's like ready to go and I'm just like <laughs> I'm still so embarrassed from the donut eating thing. And I just start crying. She cried. I cried Guys, about it eating was really donuts. Sweet. It was really sweet. I, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. And I was like sad of how I handled it. I should have said yes quicker. What a life lesson, right? To say yes right just away. Just say yes. Just Even say yes. Even if it's yes. a donut eating contest. I was going to say, uh, I thought the lesson should be don't give in to peer pressure because yeah. you want to look cool. <laughs> Listen, just say that's yes true. right that's away. That's true. <laughs> you guys, so many fun. I'm glad that it's out in the world. Glad it happened. You know, a little bit of my humility. Mm. Or no, what do you say? Uh, you cried? Yeah, you lost stripped. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. Whatever. Okay, Here well, we are. 
that's a that was a good story but we want to get into some of the more like powerful moving stories and for some <laughs> of you you've been to you were at conference and this will be like a fun recap but we know that a lot of you weren't there you either you know weren't able to make it this year or you're not a delight leader on your campus or you like have no idea what delight is in general and we just really believe God did so much cool stuff mm-hmm. during those two days at conference and we almost felt selfish to keep it to ourselves like we wanted yeah. to share about the things that we learned the stories that happened and um, hopefully it just encourages you and also gives you a glimpse into truly what God is doing on college yeah. campuses which we just saw so much breakthrough and movement happen. And so we're pumped to share. And I think we're each going to share kind of our favorite moment. Yes. Um, So I'm going to start it off because this is kind of a behind the scenes that I feel like honestly set the stage for the entire um, conference. So, you know, oftentimes um, behind the scenes of an event like that, I feel like can feel like chaotic or stressful or, full of drama or dislike towards somebody or whatever it might be. Um, But what was so cool about going into this event is I feel like our team, like our Delight team, all of us on staff and all of our regional directors, we were like so, first of all, on fire, like mutually like expectant of what God can do. And how cool is that alone that like we had, what, how many people? Seven plus... 12 people like dreaming big things like not just like oh I wonder how this is gonna go we're all a little bit stressed it feels a little bit out of hand there's a lot of people we've never done this before like no we weren't like thinking or talking like that like we were a team that was like hyping each other up like dreaming big together and expecting really big things like we were expecting miracles to happen. We spoke that into life. We were expecting the Holy Spirit to move in ways that we had never seen before. We were expecting for it to happen for us personally, too. We were, like, just excited and expectant to, for, like, what God could do. Like, there was no ounce of, like, doubt or insecurity or anything standing in the way, like, dreaming big together. And I really think that's just, like, so huge as a team to be able to um, – to come into an event like that with big dreams and big expectations because it raises it raises the roof a little bit you know like it's like what God could do with like 12 really big dreamers um I think helps like just break through um everything and so that was just a really cool thing I think what also is cool about our team is just behind the scenes too we like prayed over this conference like no other like we like had so many moments where we um just sat in the room and like talked about like what we wanted God to see happen over the conference and then like prayed for those things to like come to being um and for those things to happen and like we saw that happen like when there's um a group of people that know what God's speaking into each other's lives and to each other's like dreams and thought life like and you get behind that and pray for that together like you see that change happen and so the prayer that was behind the scenes was like so powerful and like I believe with I mean, God could do it with or without us, but like he can do big things with us, you know, when we partner with him and we dream with him. And I think that 
really set the stage for the entire conference. There are moments where we were like, okay, guys, let's be the first to raise our hands. Let's be the first to be like, amen, to be vocal listeners, to participate in what God's doing in this place. And like, it broke chains and it allowed there to be so much more freedom in the room, so much more peace in the room. Like the behind the scenes was just pure joy and pure faith. And like, it was just such a beautiful thing. And I mentioned this just because I picture on all of our college campuses, we talked a lot about team dynamics on their universities. And gosh, if we had a lot of leaders and we had teams that were unified like that too, I believe that God could reach triple quadruple the amount of people and the same breakthrough could happen on universities all across the Mm -hmm. country so I don't know that was one of the most special moments for me it was so special to get to empower a team to feel empowered it was just so good yeah yeah I loved it I thought the whole time it was cool because we had you know our regional directors and we also had alumni there and it was so fun to watch people you know, Ken's and I, a lot of times I look around the room and I'm like, how am I ever going to talk to 350 girls? But to see so many girls, every time I look over, somebody was praying with somebody. Mm-hmm. And just to see that, like, everybody was stepping up and saying, I'm going to use by, be, yeah. I'm going to be used by God this weekend. I'm not going to, like, wait to have a leadership position to go and do this. And I just, I thought that was such a picture of, gosh, like what I wish like the family of God looked like, that we would all just not wait until we're a pastor or leading a ministry to like go and do and be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I saw it all over the room and it was really, really powerful. And just like as, as a leader, as kind of the person looking out, I was like, there were moments where I was like, all right, wow. Like I can go and just like sit down and love on one person rather than having to like take care of 350 people. And Mm -hmm. it was really powerful to see. So good. So good. I love it. All right. Who else had some favorite moments? I'll go next. Um, Kind of on that note, and Mac and Ken's have talked about this before in one of the podcast episodes. I think it's episode two that you talk about your friendship. Yeah, episode two. Um, But you haven't listened. If you haven't listened, go. Go listen. Um, (laughs) But for real, not only did they just really strip themselves of all of this facade of like, I run this ministry and we're best friends and we do this and we do that. They got so real. And well, it was just Ken speaking, but I know that Mac echoes everything that Ken said about envy, about comparison, Mm -hmm. about, um, kind of like you can only really go so far as that team dynamic Mm -hmm. and that relationship. And it was cool. And honestly, probably a little bit uncomfortable because while she was sharing, she allowed a lot of time for reflection and break. So it wasn't like you just sit there and listen for 20 minutes and then you're like, oh shoot, every single thing that she said is going on, but maybe I'll never have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. There was, okay, here's one area where we've struggled and now I want you to reflect for long periods of time, like five Mm -hmm. minutes, 10 minutes. And yeah, if you weren't at conference and you feel like this is a conversation that you do need to have on your team, like I would really encourage you to listen to that episode and really dig into those questions and those different components or talk to some of your leaders that maybe Mm -hmm. did go to conference because it's just cool to see two women who run this ministry. They are struggling with the same exact thing that everybody's struggling with. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and it was, I think that for the first time I heard a lot of leaders say, wow, like Mac and Ken's are seriously just one of us. Like this is exactly what we're going through. And all of the workshops had that same theme of we're all running into the same issues. Mm -hmm. Um, We all can have more accountability. We all can have more honesty. And the workshop, the friendship one was one of my favorites, but 
throughout conference, there were, I don't know, maybe eight or 10 workshops where girls were sharing about things that they struggled with. So Mm -hmm. it was really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I loved, I felt like it just opened everyone up to like, okay, if Mac and Ken struggle with this and they're like running this ministry, I, there's definitely some sort of conflict that's happening like on my team or even just Mm -hmm. in their friendships outside of like delight. Like, yeah, that's so normal and common. And like, I think the world tells us to just like, kind of like skirt past it and like, to just kind of get over it and like not deal with it. But it's so much more powerful to like bring it into the light and have conversations about it. And like, that's when healing can actually come. So I think that it just like made a lot of girls feel free to like, okay, Mm. it's okay that I have these tense feelings, but it's just not okay to like sit in them and let them stay that way. So it's really good. Yeah, Mm. for sure. There's so many ways, like the friendship is just a hard thing. Like the envy comparison, not feeling enough, all those things stand in the way and you've got to push past that. You've got to recognize the enemy. And you have to like want, you have to fight for it and want stuff. I think that's what's really cool about your friendship is you could have easily just stayed at one level and then found other friends that you could get deeper with. But Mm -hmm. for you two to realize that it's integral in your ministry and in your leadership and to fight for being here and feeling like sisters and friends and family like you don't want to just have this relationship you've really committed to like feeling the hard things and then just moving past them and like learning how to resolve conflict just makes you like a more mature believer you'll be a better wife you'll be a better friend like a better mom like if if you think that it's just a college friendship and it doesn't matter it really does matter and it like will grow you up and yeah that's good so Mm -hmm. good Okay, my turn. (laughs) And yeah, I get get to talk about the best part of the conference, in my opinion. It's (laughs) honestly like the whole conference, like even right before I was like, come back for the best night of your life. And like, I'm not even kidding. It's actually like one of the best nights of my life every year when it happens. But basically the last night of the conference is just like a night of worship and prayer and Max speaks and um, it's it's just really awesome. And I remember being at my first delight conference three years ago, I guess now. And I had never felt so much freedom Mm -hmm. in a room and like so much freedom in worship. And every year it's got better. And this year was just like out of control, like on another (laughs) level. Like wild. we started the night and like started with worship and, um, Kirsten who is leading said something like, Oh, there's room here in the front. And (laughs) Ken's mentioned earlier, like we always said, like, well, we want to be the first ones to like really like show that freedom. And so I was prepared to like go down there and all of a sudden I see it get like flooded with girls. Like, just like jumping and singing and like having the time of their life. And obviously worship doesn't have to always look like that, but there's Mm -hmm. something like that night where, you know, like this is what it's supposed to be like, like this is the kind of freedom that like you're supposed to get to experience in worship and stuff. And so it's just really powerful seeing like so many college women. um, Yeah. Yeah. Just like worshiping their father and like, um, Ken's does a really cool time of prayer every year and this year it was hilarious because she like hadn't even she normally like calls girls kind of up and it's like this really intimate moment and she didn't even like have to do it this year like I was standing in the back and I just watched like all these girls like drop to their knees and I'm like okay like they're so ready and like everyone so yeah. yeah everyone was so ready to like receive what God had and mm. I don't know. I think like I wanted to share about that because I think it's easy to be like, 
oh, well, great for those girls that were at the conference and got to experience that moment. But it's like God wants like that level of freedom and intimacy for all of us, like all the time. And um, I don't know if that's something that you're like, feel like you haven't experienced maybe ever or like you can think about certain moments like just challenging you to like put yourself in those places, like Mm. find them, like seek it out. Like it's not always easy. And like, Mm. I can promise you, like it's like one night a year that it looks like the delight conference and it's so amazing, but there's Mm. plenty of other opportunities to like experience that freedom and like intimacy with the Lord. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's so funny you say that. I I got a DM from a girl who was at conference and she said she was like, the worship night was like amazing. And she's like, but I felt like there was still more that I needed to do. So she went to a worship night the next night. Yes. <laughs> I went to a worship <laughs> night the next night and got baptized. Oh my god! Like, isn't that insane? Like, and you don't amazing. need a conference to go to yeah. like find some random worship night in your city. Like go that's get on good. your knees. Like we don't need a conference to experience freedom. And I, I love that Bryson. Yeah. I think that's so good. And one of my favorite moments from, so that night, um, you know, when, when Ken's like leads a time of prayer, um, she like Bryson said, a lot of people like on their knees, kind of on the ground, you start to hear a lot of tears <laughs> and like, you're like, okay. And we just try to be like sensitive to the spirit of like, all right, who can we go and like pray with? And, um, there was a girl right by me. And so I just went over and just like grab her and just like, we're literally faces to the floor. Like we were so low on the ground. And I was like, I just asked a question. I was like, okay, what are, what are we here for? You know, like why, like what brings you to your knees? And, um, she just like through sobs says to me, she's like, I just went outside and like broke up with my abusive boyfriend. It was like this moment of freedom, this moment of breakthrough for her. And like, she was a leader on her campus. Like she had yeah. sat in this room of two days. as We talked about like, giving God your whole heart. And like, that was that moment for her. It was in a place of like total surrender and worship where she was able to like, let go of this thing in her life that had been like, just kind of kept her in chains for so long. And I asked her, I was like, how do you feel? And she said, I feel so free. Mm. And like, I just think that's just powerful. It still gives me chills of like, I don't know, like, I don't know whatever it is you're walking through, but I imagine like there's something that's like keeping you in chains right here, right now in your life. And like, gosh, God wants that freedom for you. And you don't need a conference for that. You don't need like a crazy, crazy, like Mm. perfect moment to set that up. All you need is like an encounter with your father. And so put yourself in a place for that. Like, I guarantee you there's like a church nearby. There's like a ministry you can get involved in. There's like, honestly, you can get on your knees in your room, turn on worship music and like feel that freedom in your room. And so it's really awesome. It was so good. I love that. It's so powerful. And that was really like the theme of the conference is wholeheartedness and like giving your everything to the Lord. And I just so believe that like there's always things that can stand in the way. Like there's little things and big things that stand in the way from us encountering, experiencing and serving God with everything we have. And so Yeah, I think we all want to invite everybody listening to be a part of what God did those last two days of like surrendering that one thing um, and giving it your all. I think it was uh, somebody told me about a sermon from Matt Chandler, I think. Yeah, Sabrina talked about it, right? Yeah. In her testimony night on Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. About how oftentimes we give our 99% to the Lord, but there's just 1%. And that 1% might be obvious for you, or that 1% might be um, a little sneaky, a little hidden, a little deeper than 
you know. And so, yeah, if you're listening, you do want to, we all want to empower you to like get on your knees. It's true. Like Max said, you can encounter it right in your bedroom, in your car, like just like humbling yourself, getting on your knees and just being like, God, this is my last thing. Like, this is it. Like, I want to serve you like wholeheartedly. Um, it's a big deal. I think Mac and I are actually going to do an episode of a little bit more details of what this looks like. So stay tuned. It is coming soon because I realize we're like jumping right in. We're like, so that's how the conference went. So give your 1%. <laughs> we're like, okay. we're a little hyped. So maybe we'll explain more soon. But yeah, really pumped um, to see what God's going to do with hearts that are sold out 100% yeah. for the Lord. Yeah, I'm so, excited. Yeah, and I think good. that was I think that's was my favorite thing from the conference is you know, I told someone the other day like when we started Delight, I don't think that my heart had the capacity to understand the purpose of Delight. Like honestly, when we started Delight, I thought it was like a cute Bible study. And I was like this is fun, this is cool, other people need this. Like you meet friends, like yeah. you you talk about your stories, you love Jesus together, but like honestly, over the last year, it's like God has shifted the vision and said, no, this is about breakthrough on college campuses. Like this is about revival. This is like about seriously changing the narrative on college campuses. And um, on the final night at that worship night, um, I, I get the chance to speak. And this year we on the For the Girl tour, we talked about wholeheartedness. And um, I got off For the Girl tour and just kind of realized like, I don't know, when you open up the door for stuff like that, you pretty quickly see, okay, I fall short here. I maybe am not as wholehearted as I'd like to think. And um, I talked about this moment in in my talk on Friday night, this moment um, in Isaiah 6 where um, there's this king who dies and then um, the glory of Jesus like comes and enters the temple in 800 BC, which is like crazy and random. And like, what? This is like before Christ, like how is this happening? And then if you like dig back in scripture, um, you learn that it's this King Uzziah. It's in the year that he died. And um, that's kind of the moment that like unleashes the glory of Jesus into the temple in 800 BC. And so you go back to Uzziah, you read about Uzziah. It said he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Um, and he was just like his dad, Amaziah. So then if you go and you read about Amaziah, I'm really giving you the spark notes here of all this, guys. But if you go back and you read about Amaziah, there's this um, moment in scripture. It's in Second Chronicles. And it says, Amaziah did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not wholeheartedly. And I talked about that night, how I wonder if, that wouldn't be like all of our taglines. Like we do what's right in the sight of the Lord, but not wholeheartedly. Like I know that's mine. Like um, so often I do all the right things. I say all the right things. Like I lead a ministry. I like go to worship nights. I read the word in the morning. Like I do all this stuff, but like my heart is just halfway in it. And like, I've believed a lie sometimes that like half of my heart can be so sold out for Jesus, crazy in love with him. And then the other half of my heart can just kind of do whatever I want. Yeah. And, um, it's really been something that's convicting me because like, I feel like I'm pretty deep in my faith. Like I've, I think I got a lot of it, you know, I think I get a lot of it, but it was like over the last six months, God was like, Hey, there's still so much of your heart that I need to get a hold of mm -hmm. and how, when we let God get a hold of our hearts, every single last piece, that is what unleashes like 
the presence of Jesus into like our timelines, into our world. And so if we want to change our college campuses, like if we want like revival to break out on our college campuses, if we want our, like our lives to look different, like it's not about what we do and what we don't do. It's truly about the posture and the condition of our hearts. And so that was just kind of like our battle cry. Like if we're like, we want to see revival on our campuses. Like we want college campuses to change. Like everybody knows you go to college to lose your faith. And we want that narrative to shift to be the thing that like everybody's like, go to college because that's where like you'll find Jesus. And so we, we just kind of all 350 of us were like, that's going to be us. Like we are going to be whole hearted leaders who lean just heavily into that. And, um, so we talked all about that. And then like during worship night, like before, um, Ken started praying, I just like got on my knees and was on my knees. And I felt this, uh, like when, as soon as I got on my knees, like I don't usually have dizzy problems, (laughs) but as soon as I got on my knees, the room literally was spinning. Like I could feel it spinning. And I was like, oh gosh, I just must be exhausted. Like this must be why the room is spinning. But I just felt like God say, no, no, no. Ask me another question. And uh, so I was like, all right, Lord, like what is, what does this mean? And I, during that, like during that moment, I felt like the room was still spinning, but there was some other like presence that was pushing back and like pushing the room the other way. I could feel them both going on at one time. So it was like, I felt like I was spinning to the left, but there was some other thing like pushing me to the right. And I just felt like God said like, Hey, that's a picture of what's going on right here. Like culture and the world is like spinning in one direction. It's moving so fast and you feel like you can't stop it. But like, because of like what happened in that room on that night, like because of women going wholeheartedly all in, like momentum is going back the other way and like God is like winning back the story and rewriting the narrative and it's like so amazing and so cool and I can't even begin to describe what's happening but like I want all of us to be a part of that like I don't want this just to be like the 350 delight leaders that came to conference like I believe that can be every single one of you listening to this podcast like you have a part to play in this story and if like you would just go all in like give that last one percent like say Lord you can have it all like I give you my whole heart I think that's how we shift that's how we change the narrative that's how like revival spark and like our world changes. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool to hear Max say that too. Cause I like in prepping for her talk, I remember we were like, gosh, it's like every single day you have to be like, God. Yeah. I, I, it's counterintuitive to give him your whole heart. And when the great thing about Jesus is like, he knows he made our hearts. So when something bubbles up, it's like, oh Lord, like I hate that that's still not of you. And that's something that I'm just trying to grab. But like, I give that to you. I give that to you. And yeah. that's like really, I think that yeah. leaders felt the humility in your message. They felt the challenge and they understood like it's a everyday decision and like just committing to it. God sees that and honors that. And is like, I got you girl. Like you're, you're coming right along with me and we're going to like, like you said, change the world. Yeah. 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 I love to like, I don't know if you're hearing that right now and you're like, Oh yes. Okay. This 1%, like I got to get it together. I got to get my life together and figure this out. And like all those things. The whole point of this night too is like, it's not about us and like anything that we need to do. And so just to take that pressure off yourself right now, like it's something that I know I was experiencing, like even going into the conference, I was like, okay, God, like, all right, what do you want me to do? And like all these things, he's like, Mm -hmm. I don't need you to just like do things all the time. Like just like chill out and like be with me. And so I think that's the biggest thing. Like if you even want to know, like what is the 1% you're not giving or 
Mm. whatever it is, like just be with Jesus, like go and spend Mm. time with him and like seek his face and like spend time on your knees. Like we're talking about and do those things. And like, he's the only one that can actually start changing those things. And when we start just running around like crazy people trying to figure it out on our own, we actually get like farther from the whole point of it. Like we're really not becoming more wholehearted. We're like just trying to like strive Mm. and do it on our own. So Mm. I think that's like a freeing thing that I know I felt at the conference and I heard a lot of girls talking about like, Mm. well, I just need to do this and need to get over that. And I'm like, yeah, no, like we cannot do it on our own. And that's going to push us like farther from the Lord. This might be like driving it home too far, but I haven't even told you guys this. And I just came to my mind and I feel like I should share it. When Mac just told that story about that girl, she was like on the ground crying. I was a few feet back from that girl. And I felt this weird, like so many girls need prayer. Like I need to pray for them. I need to pray for them. Like thinking, some way, somehow, my prayer is going to be the prayer that like brings them over the edge, which is not true. God really doesn't need me. It's just like a yeah. joy and an honor to be a part of what he does. And I looked over at that girl. I see her. She was like forehead to the ground. You can tell she's crying. You can like see her body kind of moving. And I'm like, should I pray for her? And then I just was so caught up in that, that I, I felt like I kind of missed it for a second, turned to the other way. And then I look and I see, I didn't know who it was. I didn't know it was Mac, but I saw her like on top, like praying for her arms on her. And I kind of leaned down and I heard her say like, I am so free. I was that close. And it was just a really cool moment for me to step back and be like, God will do anything that he wants done. Like, don't even try. Don't try to, don't try to get in the way. Just like, I wonder if I had been like, obviously I enjoyed it and I was present and God totally moved and it was amazing. But if I had been like, what can I get from you, Lord? Like, what do I need to do instead of being like, who can I change? God? Like, it's not, that's the whole point. It's like, it isn't me that can change anybody or myself. Like it is just like focusing and locking eyes with the Lord and understanding like he does all of the heavy lifting. Like we just have to just say yes. So good. That's so good. So good. Wow. We are clearly excited, hype, <laughs> lit about what God is oh, doing my goodness. in delight. Um, but yeah, for real, you know, conferences can be a lot of hype. I think we've all been to them, yeah. right? Like every conference I've been to, I'm stoked, hype. And personally, even looking in that room, like the final prayer, that's one thing walking away. I was like, was that too hype? Like, is this just like a moment like of like hype? that like isn't gonna last long like is am I just getting everybody amped up and changing the tone of my voice to like get people pumped and excited about what God is doing and it's like I mean that was like an honest thing that I like crossed through my mind but then I was like wait like the presence of God like can change everything like and if the presence of God is in a space like it can change forever it's not just a moment and like I do believe that like 300 and 50. I mean, of course, there's a few people that missed out, honestly, of stepping in probably totally to God's presence in that moment. But if they stepped into it, their life was changed forever. So yeah, it's good. Conferences aren't hype. Like what we've been saying, I think one thing we can take away from this conference or from this podcast is just like, I've I've honestly said this for a long time because it's what kept me going. People ask me a lot, what keeps you passionate about like ministry? What keeps you coming back day in, day out? And I'm like, I place myself in rooms in atmospheres where like the presence of God is so heightened so that Mm -hmm. it keeps my faith alive. And like, 
I need that. I think we, and I don't actually think that that's just for me because I love worship. I actually think that's for everybody. Like, and I would even encourage people that haven't experienced worship and maybe I've been sitting back in pews in a more conservative environment, like to step into that in a more radical way. There's things like happening that are bigger than you. There's worship. Worship should be total surrendered freedom, um, total huge shouts and praises to the holiest God. You know, it's a big deal that I think we all should experience. So whatever, just, you know, come to the conference. (laughs) Whatever. 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 Oh my goodness. No, that was so good. That's so true. And like, what an easy step. Like, like we said, like, you don't have to do this on your own. It's not from a place of striving. It's not a place of like all of this stuff. It's just like get in the presence of God. And so I think that just brings us to it. Like you're about to step into school years, all of you guys, like you're going back to school or maybe you've already graduated. Find a community that you can plug in deeply. Like if you have a delight chapter on your campus, we are a little uh, partial to delight here, (laughs) but like get involved, like go all in. Don't just like randomly show up every two, three weeks, like go in, like get involved in the community, go to the worship nights. Like you will not miss it. I think that like, if you, like I said, if you graduated, like find a church, find that place, like get in those moments of worship. If you don't have a delight chapter on your campus and you're like, what the heck? I want a delight chapter on my campus. Mm -hmm. Start one. You can, anybody can start a delight chapter. Bryson is over this and she's got some words for you. Yeah, I wanted to just say, I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to be on the podcast again. So here I go. <laughs> oh, my God. But, You've really outdone yourself. We are definitely inviting you back. Yeah, thank you, wow. thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, honestly, I started a delight chapter in college and now I get to like work with girls that start chapters. But I just wanted to say like this is like so me in college. I actually started walking with the Lord in college and my life completely changed. And like mm. I so wanted like a real community. Like I wanted to go deeper, like wanted to have a place where we weren't just like filling in the blanks you know like filling in the answers but we were talking about things that really mattered and so it was crazy the way that God like put delight in my path but for any of you that are like wanting that like wanting to go deeper like or you feel like a call to lead in some way like delight is amazing like Mm -hmm. and I can say that from so many levels of like just starting a chapter and like leading in college to also like working for delight now and seeing that. And so, yeah, it's like simple. There's, you can go to the, our delight website. There's a start a delight application, fill it out. Like Ken's and I reach out to you. We'll talk to you. We'll walk you through the whole process. Like, I mean, it's a big thing. It's starting a ministry in your campus, but it's so doable. And like, it's something that you have no idea the impact that you could make through doing that. Um, just even at the conference, I went to Missouri state and, um, five of the leaders or six, maybe all of them were at the conference. And I, I didn't know any of, I know one of the girls and I was like, this is crazy. Like mm-hmm. it literally will outlive you. And like, you can like leave such a legacy and it's like, not about that. And again, it's not about you, but like God could do so much through you and like through that obedience. So yes, it could give you community. Like at the time I was doing it selfishly. Like I was like, I need this and I want this, but now I'm watching it like be a safe place and a place of community for like so many women for years to come. So it's so so cool. So good. So start a delight. If you don't have one on your campus or join a delight, if you haven't already, don't know what you're waiting for if there was one at your university. (laughs) (laughs) Judging Imagine (laughs) next year we're going to have double the amount of leaders. Yeah, we are. 
Yes, like come on, sign at least, up at least eight hundred, right? At least, at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be good. All right, well, I think that's about all we've got for them on this episode. Yes, more coming soon. Us. Yes, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks everyone. Loved it. <laughs> thanks for joining the pod. We love you all. Um, thanks for joining us on this special episode, and we will talk with you soon. Bye. OMG, we are already back in school. How did that happen so quickly? I don't know. It's crazy. Have you made your staples run yet? For sure. All my pink folders and cute pens. <laughs> Speaking of back to school supplies, have you seen the new Delight merch? So good. Oh my the goodness. Pink. I have been living in that new gray sweatshirt. I mean, I put it on religiously. It's so comfy. Oversized sweatshirts are just the best. Everybody needs about 10 in their life. Seriously, if you haven't picked up your Delight merch for the semester yet, head to our website right now delightministries.com and use the code for the girl for 10% off your next order more importantly now that you're back at school you have to know about delight chapters that's the main thing we do here at delight is we have communities of women that meet on a weekly basis and there might be a chapter at your campus so look on our website you'll be able to find all the chapters there and yeah I hope you join one you should have like yesterday it's the best thing ever it's going to change your life seriously amazing community and if you don't have a delight chapter on your campus we'd love for you to consider bringing delight to your campus you can head to our website for more details on how to start a delight that would be the dream happy back to school everybody study hard